listening to the bob and bo show here are your hosts ty bob ty bo and sean welcome to the show everyone i am ty bob we're here with ty bo and sean back to you and will shields and will shields one of the goats the goat the goat guard no guard yeah we're coming back to you uh for a preview show of chiefs versus the faders week 18 final week of the season we've got a lot a lot a lot of things going on that will um pend implications for playoffs the nfl has yet to decide by the time we're recording this as i stated earlier this week they will have a decision out prior to the games on saturday expect news by the time you're hearing this um if it hasn't already come out there will be a decision before games, uh, most likely by the end of business tomorrow. Before we get into the second fader game against Jared Studham, as Tybo calls him, we've got <laughs> I something. Called him that a lot of things last time. You did. <laughs> you, you did. You also called him Stud him. Studly him. Studly him. His, his last name doesn't even end with, in ham. <laughs> But uh, something that derailed our pre-show for a good while uh, got us really talking. So maybe we'll bring something like that into the offseason. But let's kick it over to Tybo for his newest top five. Uh, No suggestions lately. Uh, I've had a couple of my own. Yeah, send them in. Robin Bo Show on Twitter. (laughs) I've had a, a couple of my own thoughts uh, previously, but I didn't have one coming into today, and we tossed around a couple ideas, but landed on top five Quentin Tarantino movies. Yo, coming at you with one honorable mention. Um, his, his his list of movies that he's directed is is rather short, but they're all pretty good. Only one. Uh, I was I was about well. to say all. I was about to say all of them were great, but I I don't think I can say that. But. Uh, I, I love me a quick Tarantino. Because you don't like the movie or you haven't seen them all? Well, there's only like two that I, there's well, three that I haven't seen if you count the double feature thing in 2007, but there's there's a couple that I have seen that I don't like. Um, but my honorable mention is one that I do like, obviously, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Um, it's the earliest one on his list of movies that he's directed. Um, but, I mean, just the it's it's hard to describe, but just the way the way he pulls you in from all angles there, um, it, you you watch the movie and you're really only watching like a very short uh, amount of time. Uh, it's perspective. I mean, it's it's. I'm not a film buff. I, I can't put the sentences together to really truly describe this movie, but like, it's good. It's a little bit of a mind fuck. Uh, if you haven't seen Reservoir Dogs, you should watch it. On to the actual top five. My number five is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I love the story of Charles Manson. So the way this movie plays on like real events uh, ties in you know, the fiction of the movie with stuff that has actually happened in our world. I think he does it really well. Um, 
the end of the movie, I was almost reacting the way Leonardo DiCaprio does, pointing at the TV like, oh, oh, I get it. That thing, like, I get it. Uh, but, you know, it's a fun movie. Uh, a little bit too much feet in there for me, uh, but I'm not... <laughs> I'm, I'm not a foot guy like like Tarantino has been, you know, accused of that. Uh, never, it gives you funny answers whenever it's brought up in, in by reporters and stuff. But I, he definitely has a foot fetish. <laughs> Number four, Pulp Fiction. Uh, the first Quentin Tarantino movie that I saw. I mean, just the classic Tarantino movie. When you really think about it, um, everybody points to that movie when you when you think of Tarantino. So hard to beat, but I got three above it. Number three, Inglorious Bastards. The first DVD that I myself purchased, uh, I had a, a portable DVD player uh, back then. We had uh, a big Sprinter van that we would take on family trips, and I would have Inglorious Bastards and the uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the only two DVDs that I owned, uh, like personally. <laughs> And, you know, that's what I would watch. I graduated from Disney movies on the VCR in the back of the van to that. So that's that was my childhood there, guys. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the bear Jew. I mean, there's so many things about this movie that are that are fantastic. Uh, we in the business of skin and matches and boy, business is good. I love that movie. I can quote so many different parts of that movie. Uh, don't know why, but the the scene where uh, the the German guy is waving bye to the girl running away, he's saying au revoir, Shoshana, and that that scene plays in my head at random times in my life. Like I don't know why, it's just one of those things that's kind of stuck on a loop in there. Uh, but Inglorious Bastards, I don't think anybody can say that's not a great movie. Riverdale, Jay. <laughs> 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 River Dare <laughs> That shit is what sells the movie. Like, I mean, Gorlame. <laughs> oh my God. Not like serious without being oh. too serious. Like, it's just great. Uh, number two, it's technically two movies, uh, but because I, I never watch one without watching the other. Kill Bill Volume One and Two. I mean,. <sighs> Watch it if you haven't watched it, because I I hate speaking to people that haven't seen Kill Bill. <laughs> Let me just say that right there. You get into the you get into, oh, you, get into <laughs> you get into a conversation right at, at a party and like you know movies comes up and then like oh you haven't seen Kill Bill conversation fucking dies right there over done. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> All right, well I'll see you guys later. <laughs> That's a good choice, though. I like it. <laughs> you want to talk about action, Ty Bob? You like action in movies? Well, this yeah. those two movies have it's on my list, of it. man. It's on my it's list. It's on my list, man. Anyways, you already know what the number one is. We all said it. We all said it before show. Django. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, there's so many things that make that movie a great movie, and one of them is the drinking game. You play with it. Um, you you drink every time they say the n word. 
Um, nobody makes it through that movie when you do it, but it's a great party game. <laughs> Boys night game. Girls don't like it very much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, spent plenty of nights in high school doing that. So, <laughs> listen so- to uh, uh, Quentin T- or not Quentin uh, Samuel Jackson. Uh, had done an inter- multiple interviews on this and and uh, on Django Unchained, and one of the interesting things that I heard was they cut out half at least of his moments and and uh, uh, lines in the movie. He said there was so much messed up stuff that his character had done they had to scrap it because it it was not like as much as quentin tarantino does blood and gore and and like really messed up stuff this stuff was so bad that he couldn't even put it in his movie he's gonna do uh extended release like he did with the hateful eight oh i that's that's one that uh i'm sad missed your top five that is for me for me one of one of his top five movies. i was gonna guess that's the one you didn't like i didn't like it really Man, maybe we'll have to do. Uh, I watched we'll it multiple to... times. Fell asleep at least the first two times I watched it, and I literally just could not get into it. We'll have to get together here in the off season and watch all the Kill Bills and <laughs> Hateful Eight. Maybe I had a little movie with Jackie room. Brown, and then there's a that double Death feature proof. thing Sean was talking about, uh, from 2007. Jackie Brown is based off of a book, Rum Punch by Elmore Leonard. Very captivating story. Uh, some people said it was one of his best films just because of how he captured what was written in the book. Okay. And Death Proof is supposed to be a horror movie about a stuntman killing people with his car. Drives him around and crashes his car because he's the only one that is death proof in that car. Guy's name is Stuntman Mike by Kurt Russell like it kurt russell is stuntman mike it's hilarious now i'm thinking if i'm thinking of the right guy better make sure that i'm thinking of kurt russell <laughs> it's kevin bacon yeah it's kurt russell okay that was a close uh, one, another another director i might do in the future is wes anderson i've seen like 90 percent of his films and like most of them so i like that I like one it. yeah well, boys, we have some breaking news coming from ESPN. I literally just got the update while we were talking uh, there. It says that the NFL owners will meet on Friday. During this meeting, owners will discuss and decide how AFC playoff seating will work with answers expected before the weekend. So like I said, everybody expect there to be news either by the time you're listening to this or before the NFL office closes uh, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be four o'clock Eastern is typically when they close an hour earlier than everybody else. Shocker. Um, so there will be news out and it will be led by the owners, which is what we all should have expected. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the playoffs and how some of the scenarios that are being floated around in the NFL show. Um, just that way we don't we don't bog down this Chiefs episode, because as long as we win, it doesn't really matter. If you don't listen to this on Friday, you will definitely know the news. <laughs> you will definitely know the news. Um, let's get into the injury report that is starting off with the Kansas City Chiefs while we go into Vegas and play the Raiders. We have got one player who is officially out starting on Thursday, and that is wide receiver Sky Moore. 
with his hand injury. He did not practice on Tuesday. He was a light participant on Thursday. Again, or Wednesday, non-participant today on Thursday. They have already listed him as out. We do have four questionables that are on the list. That's Legereus Sneed, Joe Tooney, Harrison Butker, and McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman today was activated from the injury reserve. They are unsure, and it is probably unlikely that he will play on Sunday, um, but he has finally been activated as to not keep him on the injury reserve for the rest of the season. Um, Pete Sweeney did state earlier today in a tweet, he, he, he did mention Sky Moore being out, but he also said of Harrison Bucker that he practiced. Uh, but then again, Andy Reed did say that there's a chance they, uh, that the team still brings somebody in. So possibly expect us to have our what, fourth kicker of the season this year. Now, you don't see it too often, but. Got to get guys down. Justin Reed, right? That's true. That is true. He shanks him too much, man. He's not a real option. He still kicked for us in a game. Don't forget preseason. The video. Um, (laughs) uh, For the Las Vegas Raiders, they also have a player that is listed as out. That is linebacker uh, Darian Butler. They have one player who's still listed as questionable, and that is running back Josh Jacobs. He has a hip and oblique injury, light practice on Tuesday, uh, took a personal day on Wednesday. He was, again, a non-participant today being Thursday. Everybody else on this list was light participant early in the week, but full participant as it got later. That is wide receiver Devontae Adams, linebacker Chris Bolton. Uh, You've got punter A.J. Cole. Quarterback Jared Stidham, running back Zamir White, and corner Tyler Hall. So it seems like they've got everybody. Uh, they could end up um, if Josh Jacobs is out, and if I was Josh Jacobs, I'd definitely sit. You've already put out enough work uh, uh, for teams to know what you can do. Um, ex- expect maybe him to take a backseat if he even suits up. Zamir White, the rookie that was brought in this year from the draft. Uh, that they're looking to be their number one, pending on what they can find in the draft as well. Yeah, another big thing for them is they have a lot of defensive players actually out on the IR. They did place a lot of those on there before their last game, so it's good that we're not going to see Chandler Jones out there this week. Yep, we talked about that last week. They've got some guys that they put on the IR, but we will still have to go up against uh, the likes of uh, of, – Jared Studham and uh, Devontae Adams. So we'll have to see how that game gets played. Um, But first, what should we be expecting to see from the Kansas City Chiefs offense this week? I'm expecting to see pretty mediocre game, just get get into rhythm for a little bit. seems like all these games against the Raiders – or AFC West opponents anymore come down to the last play anyway. So we're going to take it easy. We're going to wait to the last drive of the game like we always do against them. Pat's going to find Travis in the end zone somehow, and that's how we're going to win the game. Yeah, um, it's the last game of the season. Uh, expect Pat Mahomes to not play the whole game. Um, let's. I, I, I think, especially without some of the players that are going to be out on their defense, 
there's no reason that this game isn't two to three possessions in our favor um, before the end of the game. Uh, expect to see Chad Henney come in because anything is possible. Yeah, I think I have to agree with Tybo and take the complete opposite stance of Sean here. If this game was played, if we had finished our divisional games prior to the last week of the season, I would 100% agree. Uh, we played the Broncos last week, and it was a close game. They Those those guys had contracts to play for, and, and so did these guys for the most part. Um, but when we really look down to it, the Chiefs have an opportunity to take the number one seed against an opponent who's gave up their playoff spot before the end of the season, before they were mathematically out and a head coach in the Raiders who just doesn't clearly know what he's doing after being a head coach at two different franchises in the same division. Hey, maybe it's just the AFC West. Who knows? Um, expect Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy to come out absolutely firing. You're going to come out. You're going to go up two to three possessions real early. You're going to get into halftime. You're going to come back out with all the starters, get a couple more series in, and then hand the reins over, like Tybo said, over to Chad Henney. They're going to put this game to bed quickly and get the starters out of there as quickly as possible. No injuries, no big hits, no nothing. You get in, get the job done. You get those guys out early. Let it come down to a close possession if that's what it's going to come down to, but you're already up two to three scores. Sure hope so, man, because I'm tired <laughs> of having a heart attack on Saturdays and Sundays. Every single week. What we predict almost never happens anymore. Hey, I, my calls have been working, dude. We some got four calls, sacks calls, last but week. But we're not I'm talking more about like the final game prediction of uh, yeah. they scored a little score. Yeah. The, the the final score predictions are pretty bad. Should we be Tybo expecting another four sack game from this defense? I mean, expect the pressure to stay there. Uh, whether or not we hit the the four mark, you know, I mean, that's kind of our benchmark. When we when we have a better game, we're getting four sacks. You know, like that's just kind of the way it's gone for our season. If we if we miss that mark, or if we're getting only one or two sacks a game, like it looks it looks way worse on the def- the defensive side. You know, because uh, usually they're having more time to pass the ball, which makes gives us or ma- it makes it harder for our defensive backs. So and that's where we're the weakest. So I've, I've said that so many times on this podcast, uh, but that's that's the benchmark. I, I would like to see it. You know, we need to get four sacks if we're going to stay effective as a defensive line. So um, and I, I expect there to still be pressure. So. Yeah. Four? Okay. <laughs> He's calling it. I wouldn't be surprised if we gave up a lot of yardage, not necessarily points. I mean, we made Russell Wilson look like a pretty good quarterback the two times we played him this year, and that's hard to do. Jared Stidham almost beat the 49ers last week, so seeing what he could do, seeing how our defense has been playing lately, I know they just need to get amped up for the playoffs, but We'll see. Yeah, I films out on on Stidham. Of course, he had the time with the Patriots. He he's very close with uh, Josh McDaniels, 
who was his OC there. Um, let's be honest. The guy wasn't even able to become the starter over Mac Jones. He's only the starter now so that they can get out from underneath uh, Derek Carr's contract. He's just there to be a solid backup. He understands playbooks and defenses and can help out in the room and, and be a solid fill-in when he needs to be. Look, See last week against the 49ers. The 49ers, he played well, and they have a very, very good defense, top top five in the league. But don't expect that to happen again. We, we see this all the time. You bring in a quarterback, he has one really good game, he's your backup, and then boom, he's not so good, and he's out, right? Or – or the the season just continues to get worse after the one game that that he plays. So don't don't think that the Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to go out there and get rock like the 49ers did. Going to go out there and get pressure especially if they're missing Josh Jacobs. Expect turnover city. I'm calling 3. 2 by air, 1 by land. <laughs> Is that going to be an offensive fumble or a special teams fumble? I'm, I'm not saying anything about our special teams. <laughs> I'm saying it, it's not happening by them. Uh, our our special teams definitely might fumble again. It happens nearly every week. Mm. That's an exaggeration. Calm down. <laughs> We've only gone through six returners on the punt team. Yeah, I think it's I think it's five. What are you looking you at me? Wait, like what are you waiting on? I'm doing your dramatic pauses. Calm down. <laughs> I can't get fine form. You can. Um, what are things that we shouldn't expect to see, or is there anything that we shouldn't expect to see from our defense against the Raiders? Off the top of my head, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't see anything that we should not be expecting. Expect everything. Expect turnovers. Expect plugging the hole, getting after Stidham. Maybe maybe don't expect us to shut down Devontae Adams. It's the only one. I'm not expecting a 100-yard pick six. So, Oh, okay. Maybe that'll happen now. <laughs> Will lightning strike twice? We shall see. Will Jared Studham play Studley? Willie? Willie Gay? Studley or Dudley? Is not going to have an interception. He does not lead the league for linebackers with interceptions. Uh, How many is he down by? He's not... He's not anywhere near the top. I know that. <laughs> he's got like one on the season. I think that's. I think that's correct. I don't know how many linebackers have how many interceptions. He missed four games. Think, yeah. Definitely don't think that one's coming to fruition. His percentage of picks, the pick sixes, is phenomenal though this year. <laughs> Willie Gay. Yeah. Isn't fifty percent? He's got two picks on the season, right? I can't only remember one. What? He's got the well. He's got the pick oh six against. Uh, he's got the pick six against Russell. 
uh, in the first meeting. And then I think he had one. I think he had a pick early, early in the season, like first four weeks. Um, nope. One nope, pick. Just the one. Okay. I stayed and it correct. It was for a touchdown. hundred <laughs> percent. So a hundred percent. So if he does well, it again, you. he's going to get another pick six. Okay. Good job, John. What are things that we shouldn't expect to see from Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs-led offense? Uh, apparently, we shouldn't expect them to run the goddamn ball. So, uh, yeah, expect there to be 60 passes and five runs. Somebody's mad about that. Uh, who, who? Who? What are we talking about? Could you tell? What gave it away? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not uh, expecting uh, the same thing as Tebow. I'm going to go against you guys. Don't expect us not to run the ball a lot. <laughs> I'll have to. Hey, it's a final game. You go up two or three scores. You got to run the ball. You got to get the you got to get think, the game clock going down. Right. You would not think. us. This not is, us. Not us. This no is chance. the week that it happens. I'm calling it here. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco finally meets the 20 carry mark. Nope. Ronald Jones. Five. Ronald Jones gets over five <laughs> carries. Ronald Jones has a screen pass touchdown. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, that's probably probably will happen at the end of the game. Yeah. I, I'll I'll say, yeah. Uh Isaiah Pacheco over 20 plus carries. And uh Jared McKinnon will also have a handful and at least 10. We trade for JD McKissick on Friday, tomorrow, today, if you're listening, and he gets 20 carries. We activate Melvin Gordon off the practice squad. <laughs> he gets 20 carries. Three fumbles. We're just Ooh. saying all the things that are just as probable as Isaiah Pacheco getting 20 carries. I want, <laughs> I want your... I want your apology to be as loud as your slander. Okay. The slander is going to continue whenever he doesn't get 20 carries. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, eat, I'll eat it. Uh, who are some players that they're, they're obviously no fantasy fantasy is done. If you're in a league that does week 18 championship, you need to fire your commissioner and hire a new one because they don't know what they're doing. Uh, but who are some players that we should maybe have an eye on for this week as we go into the playoffs that may be getting a ramped up role? I'm going to start with defense right here. I'm going to go with Furious George Karloftis. He's been on quite the heater recently. I'm going to call over two sacks. He's got five and a half through the last six games. Is that correct? Number three rookie in the league for sacks. He's got five and a half total. I think he's had four in the last six. And he is also tied with Carlos Dunlap for most batted passes by defensive linemen. Two and a half sacks, one pass batted, big game. Flip it. Talk, here we come. Okay. Let me go uh, offense too. The the players to watch that are going to be out on the field to watch. That's are those you watch them? Yes. Are those that wear black and white? They are no longer officiating the game. 
of football. They're playing in it. They're also playing with it. Pay attention to what parlays are out there for this game. And if, if the, if the refs penalties have any effect on where those land, uh, they screw us out of the one seat. I'm not watching anymore. I like that. That's a, that's a solid take. I, that, that could be a very interesting spin that I hadn't thought of before you said something, but that's a very real possibility. Um, for me, I already said it offensively, Isaiah Pacheco, 20 plus carries, 120 plus yards, not calling for any touchdowns. Cause he, he only gets like one of those every nine games. That's very wishful thinking though. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe That's never. Until we get rid of Eric the enemy. Maybe in his first season as a Carolina Panther. <laughs> Three years from now. Twenty. Yep. Interesting. We don't run the ball 20 times, let alone give it to one guy. You do in week 18. We don't. We don't. We haven't had a running back who is a solidified number one for the last two, three years. That doesn't mean you can't run the ball, especially with the two that we have right now and the offensive line that we have. that's That's why they will. I'm calling it. No, they won't. Put your money on it. That's not what they do. Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, Andy Andy Keck or Heck, ooh, whoever yeah, that's the offensive line coach. Andy, yeah, Heck. that there guy. They don't like running the ball. None of them. It's the most aggravating thing to watch. As good of a team as we are, as great of an offensive line that we have. With the success that we've had in the running game, over four yards of carry. Run the damn ball, damn it. What are the keys to winning this game? Coming out with a win, taking the number one seed. Run it. What? Run, run the damn ball. Just win, baby. That's win. That's it. That's it. There's two. That win. Run the ball. That's the key to the game. Win. So we get the one seed. Don't allow the referees to slight this game at all. Keep your oh, hands off of the game. them. Don't get injured. Oh, yeah. And that's that's not a key to winning, but that is, that is it, sound, it sounds like it's the key to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Well, that's it, folks. The Kansas City Chiefs play the Raiders on Saturday, three thirty. Make sure your butts are in seats to check that one out because, again, massive, massive playoff implications. This determines whether we outright take the number one seed with whatever the NFL decides. Whatever their decision is on how the playoffs will be played, win, we get the number one seed. Lose, it's a shot in the dark until we figure out what's going on with the rest of the rules. Because we know Bengals-Bills isn't being played. 
De facto, we win one seed. Let's go. Super Bowl number two. Super Bowl MVP number two for Pat. Let's go. Let's go. Chief Country? Let's ride. Let's ride. Make sure to check us back out next week on Wednesday uh, so you can get the post-game review and find out all the news that's going around for how the playoffs will turn out. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.